Have you ever been sacked from a job, not had your contract renewed? I know that feeling. But what about uh, if you feel as though you've really been unfairly dismissed, that management got rid of you for a spurious reason and you want to do something about it? Our visiting lawyer, Andrew Andreev, joins me in studio from Andreev Doman. Hello, Andrew. Hi, how are you going? Um, well, thank you. We should, of course, point out this is uh, general advice. And if you want specific personal advice, you should seek out a professional on your own. But Andrew's happy to take your calls this afternoon. one three hundred triple two eight nine one. I guess when it comes to losing your job, Andrew, it's difficult to take the emotion out of it. Can it, you know, you always think that you may have been a better employee, the employer may have thought you were worse than you really were. Where do you start with all of this? Well, I think uh, that, that is the case. It's a very emotional time. I think it's emotional time for not only the employee, but also the employer. And I think that's where a lot of these issues arise as far as it being an unfair dismissal or an, a, a, an unlawful dismissal, because there is that emotion in it. And it really is important that to the extent that you can, you strip that emotion out and you go through a process that avoids a lot of the issues that otherwise arise. Is the term unfair dismissal actually sort of prescribed in law somewhere? Is there a definition for it? Uh, yes. Yeah, there is. Yes. It's basically, it's if, the, um, if Fair, Fair Work Australia determined that it was harsh, unjust or unreasonable, then that, that is considered unfair dismissal. And obviously, they're very broad and nebulous terms, but that, that is the definition of, of unfair dismissal. I guess in many cases it comes down to the fact that you may not have been given uh, the opportunity to, to remedy what management may have considered was your underperformance, or in other cases simply not given enough notice for your termination. Are they, they two primary issues in all of this? Yes, it is, yeah. It's, 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 it's a process of being told when you're not meeting the standard that your employer expects, and it's being given an opportunity to respond to that allegation and to remedy your behaviour or, or the way things are going so that, um, you, that that relationship and employment can continue on. And that's really the objective of the provisions. one three hundred triple two eight nine one. if you'd like to join us this afternoon. If you've got a question for Andrew about unfair dismissal, maybe you've been in the unfortunate position of, of losing your job, you think unfairly, what can you do about that? I guess, Andrew, it's important to, to remember also that workplace agreements can vary to, to you know, a large extent, and it's important to check that fine print on any sort of contract or workplace agreement that you may have signed, because uh, the terms and conditions can vary quite a lot. They can, yeah, and the, um, there's a number of, there's a national system which covers most um, employees, and in South Australia it covers pretty much all employees other than state government and local employees. Um, and then there are our enterprise agreements, um, which can either relate to a single enterprise or to a number of enterprises. And then there's the awards which apply under the federal scheme or the state scheme. So it's actually quite a complicated system. And within that sort of mix of, of different instruments, um, you have provisions in relation to notice of termination, redundancy, pay, and those sort of things which come into play. Speaking of those sort of agreements, David at Port Lincoln on our text line says, I had a verbal agreement of a last-on, last-off employment contract with a clean record, yet I was made redundant. So a verbal contract worth anything at the end of the day? Um, look, they, they are, and, and a lot of employment circumstances are just a, a verbal agreement. People can be very informal about these things. I think th uh, what the uh, person has really picked up on here is redundancy, and that is a type of termination which is not an unfair termination, so it's actually excluded. Um, and it, it arises when the employer has no, no need for your services or for that role, that particular role, and can't otherwise find another role for you. So it's one of those circumstances where the law recognises that the employer should not be, 
I guess, you know, penalised or held responsible for the fact that they can't keep employing you in those circumstances. one three hundred triple two eight nine one. if you have a question for Andrew, or you can send me a text, 0467 922891. Grant has given us a call from the North. Grant, you were sacked when you are on rehabilitation leave. Yeah, um, I hurt myself on the... Um, I was working as a farm labourer. Um, hurt myself on uh, New Year's Eve, um, the evening of. Um, went... Uh, to hospital the day after and I didn't return to work until about the May and um, when I came back to work in the May um, there was a couple of things that I was a bit worried about at the workplace and I got in touch with Safety SA about it and because I was on rehabilitation then and I thought that it would be best that these things be sorted out for me and other people in the workplace it didn't, wasn't known to my employer that I had phoned um, the safety SA about it, and because uh, I was a maintenance person, and so I was keeping the farm running, and then I got sacked on the, uh, when I was on the rehabilitation. Mm. Right, Andrew, what do you make of all that? Well, um, I think uh, you know illness and and uh, sickness leave and rehabilitation is a particularly sensitive area in relation to termination. Um, the, there's, there's sort of two counter, sort of countervailing balances that need to be taken into account. Um, as a general rule, you cannot be terminated um, for illness or sickness um, as long as it's of a temporary nature, and that's actually a workplace right, if you like, or it's a, it's a general protection. Um, if it's the case that your employer um, considers that it's not of a temporary nature, so that's usually sort of a very rule of thumb is sort of three months, you know, within a 12-month period, mm -hmm. then um, the law then recognises the employer has, you know, needs to get on with with running their business and and making sure that obviously they can continue to employ the other people. I guess that's particularly the case if it's a small business; they're going to feel that impact a lot more acutely, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So um, all those things will be taken into account, but. Um, it's very hard to just sort of generalise in relation to, to what the caller is talking about, but they're really the two factors that, that at play, that there is a significant level of protection for people who are sick or ill, who are, and, and particularly who are, are injured in the workplace. If you're on work cover, then you actually have a statutory protection against dismissal um, while you're under the, that regime. So, um, But then on the other hand, businesses, you know, it, it sounds harsh, but have to move on. Mm. Uh, so that's really the two factors that are at play there. 17 to 5 now on 891 ABC Adelaide Drive with Michael Smith. With me in the studio, uh, visiting lawyer Andrew Andreev, principal of Andreev Doman. one three hundred triple two eight nine one. if you'd like to join us. So Richard's given us a call. Richard, you're wondering about uh, personality clashes when it comes to sacking people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually doing a great job, and I was, I was really doing a fantastic job overall, and everyone was really impressed, including the boss from Tasmania. Uh, but as soon as the local boss got back from holidays, I was laid off the next day. Right. Yeah. And you think it was a personality clash, as simple as that? Uh, yeah, very much so, because um, I was probably knew it too much as far as my job was concerned. Mm. Um, but there was still another f a couple more weeks after that, but I was laid off the day they got the, the local boss got back, and then the others were laid off a couple of weeks later when the work ran out. Richard, thank you for your call. I guess, Andrew, that's a difficult thing to... Uh, to explore in legal terms, isn't it? It so is, when yeah. it comes down to personalities. And, and look, ultimately, um, employment law does come down to personalities because although employers are seen as sort of a faceless um, you know, corporation or business and the employees are, uh, you know, um, are individuals, um, they, there are employees on both sides. So in the context of what the, the caller was talking about, it also sounds like there might have been some redundancy issues in there or, or some falling off of business. And of course, in that context, 
um, employers as individuals and people are, are you know, probably going to take the approach of, of moving people on who who um, might not have that fit with a particular workplace. And and uh, it is um, one of those circumstances that does lead to a lot of claims for unfair dismissal because if you, you know, move someone on on that basis, um, then the chance of it being harsh, unjust or unreasonable are very high. You know, So you, as an employer, you are taking a much higher risk uh, in adopting that course of action. Got a text thanks to the wise guy who said a verbal agreement form is not worth the papers written on. <laughs> Thank you very much. What about the situation, Andrew, where you may be pressured to resign, where they say resign or we'll fire you? Is that unfair dismissal? Uh, it is. It's what's called constructive dismissal. So basically, um, you know, you might get called in and, and um, said that look, it might look better for you finding a new job if you, you know, made your own way out and, and we didn't actually have to go through the process of dismissing you. Um, in those circumstances, that's that's understood to be constructive dismissal. And if the context of that and it usually is, I mean, constructive dismissal almost by definition brings you into unfair dismissal. Mm. Um, uh, that that can be you know, certainly unfair dismissal, and that is you know quite quite common. Matthew, you've got a question uh, for Andrew. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Um, you mentioned that uh, the unfair dismissal rules don't apply to state government. I was wondering what happens in the case if you are a state government employee. Uh, yes, there's there's a, a local state government or a state regime which is um, called the Fair Work Act, which is the same name as the Federal Act, unfortunately, but with a different different year number, um, which has very similar provisions. So um, there is a, a complete regime that applies and, and uses very similar similar te- um, terminology and and pr- principles as what we're talking about here under the federal regime. So um, and obviously you know that, that's a big chunk of the workforce. So um, there are similar provisions that uh, apply in the con- in that context. Matthew, thank you for your call. A question for you, Andrew, via our text line from Claire, who says, been bullied at work, submitted a formal complaint, management decided no case to answer, though one had been treated for stress. Mm-hmm. Now, they've offered me a payout to leave. What if I don't want to? Can I leave and claim unfair dismissal? Uh, that's <laughs> that's quite a, quite a complex uh, scenario. Um, the, it, it sounds like that there's a process that's being followed there, and that really is a, a key thing from an employer and employee perspective. Mm. Um, so, uh, the, I guess the short answer is, and this is you know very much general advice: um, no, you don't have to leave. Um, but if the circumstances in which um, that your leaving is being facilitated is such that there's a process that's been going through, gone through and that there is compensation being put on the table to facilitate that, then it may be that you'd be in a similar position um, had you left and then claimed unfair dismissal. So it's, you know, it's once again, it's one of those very delicate circumstances where um, whether it be personality or illness or bullying, um, these are the workplace is a very social thing and what these rules are trying to do is accommodate all these personalities in a way that's ultimately fair for both parties. So I think in that context, you really have to stand back and say, is this a fair option for me? Um, If it's not, then clearly it's going to be unfair dismissal. If it sounds like a fair option, it feels like one, then chances are it may be worth taking and moving on on that basis. I hope that's helped you out, Claire. Just a final quick question from Gary before we let you go, Andrew. Hello, Gary. Hey, how you going? Uh, look, my quick question is that uh, if I was a federal, federal employee and my employer wanted to uh, make sure there was a surplus and used me and many others to sack to keep, to keep that promise, would that be unfair dismissal? Uh, on its face, uh, very simply, uh, 
probably yes. <laughs> you know, as far as it, it doesn't sound like it's a uh, necessarily a justifiable uh, a reason for termination. So once again, uh, given uh, you know in the federal context, you'd probably find that there'd be a process that would be gone through. Um, public sector employees uh, employers tend to uh, be quite uh, up to speed on on actually how to manage the process so that it's not unfair. Uh, but certainly, um, you know, uh, on the face of it, that would um, be something that would need to be looked at. Andrew, thanks again for coming in. We'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Pleasure. Thanks Andrew Andreev, the principal of Andreev Domain.